We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Monday, June June fifth. Yeah, it's June it's month of June. And you know what we do on Mondays? We haven't done it in a while. We've been away. Uh, I, and I believe I'm feeding back on on someone's side. James, make sure you have headphones in or something. Uh, but you know what we do on Mondays? We bring in James McCool. Mondays with McCool. James McCool, the co-author with me on the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. 15-hour audio DFS master class you can pick up at theoryofdfs.com as well as the Advanced Player's Guide with the custom Excel tools. James, I've, I haven't seen you in like almost a month. Yeah, it's been some time. Um We've been we've been grinding. MLB season has been hot. We've been having a good time. Um, how was the cruise? The cruise was there. The cruise happened. I I, I tweeted about it. I, I I saw I saw some glaciers. I saw some mountains. Mm-hmm. I saw some 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 Iditarod dog teams. Right, that was interesting. Uh, a lot a lot of learn. You, you learn a lot about uh, about about uh race dogs like they're they're treated they're treated as well as like top end thoroughbred horses so so it's like oh no they're just training the dogs to pull a big sled and blah 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 it's like no they 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 get like they get like uh spa treatments Mm -hmm. and 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 massages and like the nutrition like 
regimen is like they're 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 essentially treated as as athletes, not as like oh no like slave labor and and cruel and unusual whatever and and the and the mushers, uh, they they live with them like full time. Yeah, like it's like like they're they're a family. Like that entire team is 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 a family. So it's 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 weird to to fi- figure that okay, I'm as as a tourist thing. We're gonna go up to a summer dog mushing camp and have them drag us around like a like a yeah. like a forest track when they train. It's like no, no, the the dogs. This is what they do. Like if if you if they if they didn't get this type of exercise, they'd be going crazy because that's yeah. what that's what they want. That's what they want. They want to run. They want to go. They want to pull. They want to run. They want to have to them. That's the most fun they'll have all day. So uh, so so that that was interesting in Alaska. Uh, I could have played DFS in Alaska. Apparently, Alaska DFS is is legal. Wow! But uh, but of course, on 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 Carnival cruises, like they block DraftKings. So I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to get on anyway, even though obviously we were on land at some points. Uh, I wasn't going to do that. I mean, I I I played the King of the Pitch slate from Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and I played the the MMA slate uh, this this past weekend. Oh, uh, we you played the Giga Chalk MMA slate. Uh, it wasn't gay. Well, no, no. The, the most owned, the most owned fighter lost. Well, no. I mean, I, I, I know that there were people who did really well because the most owned fighter lost, but there was a lot of owners. A lot of chalk that still went. went yeah, right. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it was a, still a fairly chalky slate. But yeah. that, that's that's been my DFS play since the last time that we spoke, which was almost a month ago. Because I've been, you know, we, we missed three shows on Monday. Yeah. Right. Give, give me those thumbs ups in the chat for, for welcoming me back. Although I've been back on Thursday doing this show, but whatever. <laughs> what have you been up to for three weeks? Are, are you are you rich? Are you broke? Um, right, did you come up with not something? Did baseball go like what has been going on in MLB? It seems like I, I follow tweets. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It seems like uh, maybe it maybe I, fo- I only follow the people that complain when the chalk hits, but it seems like <laughs> Seems like whenever some thirty-eight percent owned batter is is there, they they hit they hit the home runs. No, actually, that's not that's not been that's not what's time. been happening. Oh, okay, so it's only I actually think my Twitter timeline. This uh, this baseball season has been easier, and I think has had more edge than any season in the last like five years. Um, really? I, I mean, have, have has, has pitching like has it has it been the case like the first month of the season that? If you have a high on pitcher, they're dead. You might as well just watch. Yeah, a lot. Of, I mean, projects well, just it doesn't get to do well. How many times are people been... going to roster Blake Snell? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, we're going to see heavy Blake Snell chalk today. Um, like for sure, for sure. Uh, but like, I I did call that out. I like called out people who just continue to roster Blake Snell, even though he's like just not good this year. But that's kind of what it comes down to. Um, one, I did. I won a ticket to the Fantasy Baseball World Championship. Under gone. So that was cool. Oh, oh, oh the, the live final. Yeah, the live final. Yep. So you want a ticket full, not a qualifying ticket, like an act. You're going to be there. Yeah, like I'm going to be there. Well, yeah. how did I not know about this? <laughs> I, I tweeted about it. Um, when, when when was this? I three weeks ago, I want to say. Okay, yeah, because I'm in the middle of the. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. So I I did. Floating around that. icebergs. What the hell am I supposed to know? <laughs> um, and then I I mean. It, it was funny, like, I, I punched that and I went on, like, a three-week downswing because, of course, I did. Um, 
but like then, a, that's like a sixty thousand dollar ticket or something. Yeah, yeah. So what? They I mean, the now, call whatever the value. I mean, it's DraftKings, right? This mm -hmm. wasn't Fanduel, right? Right, DraftKings. So right. Um, Fan, Fanduel, I don't know their fan their fantasy uh, championship is just like it's to be announced. It has a bracket, a merge tag. Yeah, it's still it's still TBA. Uh, right. I have, it's, it's, I, it's I have going to be at some. We don't know where it's going to be, and it's going to end up being – it's going to be somewhere in Ukraine or something. Yeah, it's going to be in New Jersey. New, New, New Jersey and Ukraine are the same place. Um, right. But, yeah, I, I have three subs that have uh, FanDuel Live Final tickets in the last month, and I have me. I took down DraftKings. So it's been really, really good. Um, Did you win anything else that day? Did you just have it in that? Yeah, I took down the 88, too. Uh, but I mean, the 88 is like 10k or whatever. So it's oh, what, oh, 10k or whatever. Oh, oh, I'm I'm I, I go on vacation. I go on vacation <laughs> three weeks, three weeks, and 10k, a five figure win. 10k. Yeah. No biggie. No biggie. Just well, like a run of the mill in, happens all the time. In relation, in relation to the 60k ticket, like it's yeah, it's but you can't a, even count. That. I mean, what what's the what's the the last place payout in the in the? Well, I already got the last place payout, and it's twenty thousand. So the, okay, so so, so you got twenty now. grand, yeah, right, and then obviously you're gonna get taxed on the rest, which right. kills you, right? So um, I got twenty k from that, and then ten k from the eighty eight that same day, uh, which was nice. And then I've also you got took, thirty thousand dollars in your account, and and then I took down another. I I took third in the two fifty like last week or something like that. So it's been that's I've like, been that's, like, that's ten grand there, right? Yeah, I've been running really hot. Okay. Um, and like ten I grand. Said, oh, you're, you're just enter a contest ten grand. It's like just uh, right, right to you. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I think the baseball has been really, really, really soft this year. At least in this in the smaller fields, um, in the two fifty, the five fifty five, eight eighty eight, stuff like that. Like the and, and even in the smaller dollar contests, not quite to the same degree. The chalk is so condensed; it feels like NBA. Like people are playing baseball as if it is NBA this year. We're seeing 50, like 35% ownership on players on 13 game slates. And um, that's on hitters, right? Like we saw. Like who? Like what, what's been happening? I know Kyle Schwarber hit two home runs. This well, Kyle Schwarber hit two home runs yesterday uh, or yeah, yesterday. Um, but people have been rostering the Phillies nonstop and they like all of the Phillies were like 35% owned on a 13 game slate this week. And the, they've been just like trash up until they just absolutely dominated yesterday. Um, and are people still seeing, rostering the Padres like they're good. People are still rostering the Padres like they're good. People are and still, they should, I mean, they, on paper they should be, but I mean, and, that's the last thing I remember is, is all oh, the Padres, uh, you know, their lineup should be good. And you play him at ten percent plus ownership, and well, Jose, the same thing uh, you know, Juan, Soto gets three walks in a run, and like what, and they yeah. score like three runs, and like what's going on? Yeah, it's same thing with Philly. Like people are rostering Philadelphia, Toronto, and San Diego, like they're these powerhouses, but somehow Texas and Tampa Bay are like single digit ownership every single week, and Texas has like the best, uh, like scored so scoring differential of the last twenty years. Um, they're just ridiculous. And on top of that, people for about a month and a half just were not attacking the Oakland Athletics bullpen, who legit was worse than Baltimore was two years ago. So there's just been like, I, I think that people, people have taken this MLB season and said the projections are really, really good. I'm just going to use the projections constantly and just have thrown game theory out the window. And like, 
it, it has been really, really easy. I, mm-hmm. I have found it to be really, really easy. Uh, I'm obviously hoping that that doesn't change the summer season, but thus far, um, chalk has been super condensed on players that on their long-term projections likely project very well, but of the current season have not been good. And it's just been really, really exploitable. Um, I, I have given, I've given Cardi a lot of crap for a couple of things that he has said recently. Like he said that the Texas offense was not good. And he said that Nolan Arenado is not a good baseball player. And as soon as he said both of those things, Nolan Arenado hit like a home run 10 games straight. And then Texas obviously is the best offense in baseball. Um, and like, obviously I respect Cardi a lot, but I, I think that that's where a lot of it is coming from. People are looking at players and teams this year as if, uh, that their long form stuff is gospel and almost ignoring what is happening in shorter, shorter concepts. And you know me, I, I like to try to account for shorter samples. So I think that's why I've had a lot of success so far is just, well, while, while I care a lot about some of these longer term samples, I also think that it's really important to understand that like some of these guys are hitting some walls or some of these guys are doing really, really well, have changed some things. And these shorter samples, I think, just shouldn't be ignored that much. But do you know the reason for it? I mean, the problem with with small sample size bias is that you may you, you may not, you, you most likely are not going to be able to determine if something has changed or is it just short term variance? Absolutely. But 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 the caveat here is the condensed chalk. That's the caveat here. There, there is like, while there is a risk to betting on a shorter sample being like a real thing, it's probably not a real thing. We know that, but there's, there is outsized upside in betting on these shorter samples continuing for some amount of time because people just are not paying attention to them. It's kind of like the, the idea of hot and cold streaks are not something that you can measure, but we know they exist throughout sports, right? Like it's it's kind of a, a mental thing. And while I'm not going to sit here and project for somebody to continue to be hot or cold, I do think that it's understandable to be reticent of those streaks and take advantage of them if the ownership allows you to do so. Right, because okay, remember, well, then the- I, th- I think that's the better point that you're making is that yeah that's the point I, that I'm I, trying to get down to. I mean I say I say it in in MMA often that I I look at the fights that have variants. I want to embrace the mm-hmm. variants, and mm-hmm. I also obviously MMA you're always dealing with small sample sizes, and te- it tends to work the other way in MMA right. of oh we only have three fight sample and everyone takes those three <laughs> fights as that's who the fighter is, right. regardless of what the matchup was or the strength of opponent. And you go, yeah, this, this, this person's an awful wrestler, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to attack them with this grappler or whatever. And like, well, it just says that they haven't fought in 16 months. Maybe that, maybe they got better at wrestling. I mean, like, I'm not saying that that is, there's no data to support that, mm-hmm. but since the ownership is going towards, Oh, we know this. Like right. I'm just gonna bet on the fact that maybe the game plan to. I mean, I, I've obviously she lost uh, Jin Yu Frey over the weekend, but I mean, I play a lot of the that female underdog because Elise Reed has almost no ground game, and Jin Yu Frey sucks, but she has some wrestling in her back pocket, and like the best path to victory is to take her down, and, it, and people are like, well, she's only had like one takedown in like nine fights. It's like, yeah, because. 
She didn't need to take anyone. I mean, like she's 38 years old. Maybe she goes in with a game plan to take people. And then she came in with the knee sleeves and started shooting for takedowns. Of course, didn't do much damage and ended up losing the fight in a split decision. But at least it's like, oh, she got three out of five takedowns. Like, like the whole thing of, well, she's not going to do this because the past nine fights she hasn't. Like, I'm trying to jump on what what is a change. Right. So the same thing with you and pitching or hitting of like, like maybe this hitter is a little bit different than it was. Mm-hmm. He was five years. Whether it be he fixed the swing, he's his, his, his stat cast numbers are better, or same for the, the pitching. They added mm-hmm. a new pitch to the mix that the velocity is up or down. Can I capitalize on that soon? Knowing that if you take 50 different cases of that, 25 of them are going to be, are not going to end up coming to fruition. Right. And 25 will in a short term period. You don't know which half it is. It's like the advertising slogan. It's like half of all advertising works, but you don't know which half. Mm-hmm. So you got to spend it all. So you work on that going, okay, what, what spots aren't owned that maybe Nolan Arenado ain't a bum, right? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play the card. Right. Cool. Or, or the Texas people don't want to play the Texas Rangers because they're long-term, you know, the, you regress long-term like the, this is not the best hitting team, That this team should be striking out more. It should be flying out more. And I think this is unsustainable. And if the other side, with- if the field is thinking that doing the opposite and going, maybe, maybe they've changed, but what ends up ha- James, I think the dynamic in MLB DFS or in DFS in general in 2023, we see it it in NFL in a lot of occasions. Uh, We definitely see it in golf. I know that because a lot of people, you go back to to, to 2014 PGA DFS, if some guy hit well one week, he'd be mega owned the next week. Yeah. And now it's like the opposite of like, oh, he hit well. And then you look into his stats. It's like, yeah, he gained seven strokes putting. It's like, okay, well, that's unsustainable. And you know what? He, he The guy comes in third. He's cheap, and he only ends up being 2% on the next week because yeah. the entire field is like, well, there's no way he's going to sustain that putting. Like, they, they've learned not, to not trust small samples. But now people trust, like, way long-term stuff because of, you know, baseline median projections. Mm-hmm. And so much of the field is using them that – it could be that, oh yeah, this is this is the best median projected play. But do you want to play them at twenty four percent owned? Maybe, maybe, maybe you play a five percent owned team that has been hitting much better than their long term thing is. Or you're attacking a pitcher that, like this, this this is a good, you know, it looks like this pitcher is good from a five year sample, and you go. Well, in the past year, he's been kind of trash, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah. why don't I just attack him? Even though he probably come, he probably regresses to the mean. He probably comes back over, over the course of the year, but maybe it's not this start. Yep. And, and and but you're only but you're only doing it because the field isn't right. Like, that's the key. It's like did get getting getting swayed by these small uh, sample sizes isn't the is shouldn't you shouldn't be leaning into that when the field is when the narrative in basketball is like oh this this three-point shooter is shooting hot and he's gonna be 
28% owned on a nine game slate. It's like, he's a three point shooter. Like that's, that's high variant situation. You don't, you don't want to play him at high ownership. The right? key so that, concept, that's kind of what you're, what you're doing. I think the that's key the concept here is to say when a volatile situation is highly owned, you don't want to be on it. When it's low owned, you'd like to take the shot. So with baseball and short samples being very high volatility, you want to take shots on that kind of stuff when it is low owned, not when it's high owned, um, especially with hitters. I mean, that's that's why I think the baseball is the best sport. It's because people will look at projections. People don't know how to deal with volatility. People like inherently people are really bad at it. So you're looking at situations where tonight, um, if Philadelphia is going to be chalk again uh, and like early projections are looking like they're going to be, um, is their short-term stuff terrible? Like, are they still bad? Then it might be a spot where you get off of them for a team that is equally priced somewhere around there or in a better spot, somebody like Texas up against Wainwright or something like that. Um, and, and and to speak to the volatility, right? Like, I have said multiple times in uh, in the Pater Discord today, like, I post my roto tracker. I showed what, like, the life of a true extreme GPP bro looks like. Down big spike. Big spike. I mean, that's what it looks like. You should be losing most of the time. Yep. That's what it is. And I said, and I'm very transparent, I cashed, read, cashed, min cashed, or won a tournament five times in the month of May. Five times. I played every day, every main slate. And I cashed five times and I ended up up $55,000. So it's like, it doesn't matter if you Yeah, but cash. when you cash, it's always 10000 apparently. Apparently. Well, that's Probably what I aim for. Grand grows on trees and, and, and you're next. That's what I aim for. I, I literally, I, I got made fun no, of So me. basically you, you, you won, you came, you came in the top 0.1% like twice out of 30 days. And the three other times you just got like some, some negligible you know 2x 3x 5x something like that well no i mean i i have cash my my one percent rate for baseball this year is like 3.4 percent right which is great which is obviously unsustainable but in a small maybe you're running hot maybe maybe the small maybe i should be rostering you in dm (laughs) i i am running hot but to to like say the other end of that my uh 99th percentile is like 4.5 percent so like I'm either I'm either finishing very first or very last, and that's how I like to play. That's how I prefer to play. Well, that's how you um, should be playing. The di- you know what you know, James. You know the difference. You know, like if when people I I see this sometimes when people are like like I came like fifth from the bottom. I said, well, if you came fifth from the cash line, you get the same amount of money. Right. Who cares if you came in fifth from the bottom? Like it pays the same right. amount. Doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. Get coming in the top. Top 30th percentile, which doesn't pay, right? If you came in that every day and you came in last place every day, it's the same amount of money. You might as well come in last. It doesn't matter at that point. Right. So you might as well well, uh, 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 go against ownership to some extent Mm -hmm. and come in last place. I mean, dude, you know the worst case scenario? Is jamming the chalk and coming in last place. Yeah. And I I make fun of people a lot this year for eating. Like, there's one dude in my Discord. His name is Lee Break, and I love him to death. And he knows that. And like, I use him as an example of somebody who. Eats so you're gonna say this? So now you're gonna you're gonna shit on him, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right. going to, I, yeah, I'm going to call that. Typically what people say. It's like, you know, I, I respect you, whatever. I love you to death. I blah, blah, blah. And here's the insult. Yeah, and here's the insult. Um, and he knows this because I've talked to him about it. Um, he, he just eats too much shock and he knows that he does and he's trying to work on it. And, and like, he is reticent of the problem, but like he ends up one day he posted this lineup and he, he ended up in like 10th or something in a tournament. And it was about the best case scenario. Every single one of his guys had a home run and they were all like 35% out. And I'm looking at, I'm like, that's why you can't do that because like your, your high end expectation is like fifth to 10th percentile. Like the, your your 1% equity there is basically non-existent because of the amount of ownership that you ate. So here's what you do. You just like have three 1%, three single digit ownership players. And like, you're good. You're, that, that's all you need to do. Do it at pitcher, do it at outfield, wherever, wherever. Doesn't matter. Build the exact lineup that you built and then just change three things. That That's it. Just find three pivots somewhere. And like, if people were to just do that, in baseball, they would be very successful in small fields. So does that? Does he do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> right, because which hi, which highlights what we always do. Why why do we do this show? Right. Oh, you're gonna teach people how to play, not to make bad lineups, right? In ML, in MLB, as long as you make not bad lineups, you're you're good. You're about as equal as anyone else, pretty much in right. the field. Uh, yeah. And and uh, well, you're gonna teach too many people. The edge is gonna be gone. Well, look, people, you do a show and people still don't listen. Um, we we have written books. We have put out right. courses. I have a Discord where I talk all the time about this stuff, and yet I still see people saying, "Oh well, can't roster this guy because his BVP is bad." And I'm like, "Right." Or or I gotta I got I I, I got to play this team. They're a lock, mm-hmm. right? Got to play the Yankees today. They're a lock. Who cares if they're seven million percent owned? Always a lock, bro. Always all right, JWH lock. says. So does this mean we should redeploy the blender vomit stacks? The vo- the vomit stacks. I mean, I'm assuming the salaries are similar, the same way. We still get plenty of guys that are like 2K, 3K in lineups, right? Yes and no. So the the pricing has actually been really bad on DraftKings this year. Um, there, there have bad, been in what way, bad in what way? Because I, I just want to highlight that the Vomit Stacks approach only exists in a world where top-end pitching exists, mm-hmm. meaning that there's a, there's a 10, 11K pitcher worth playing. Yeah, it's not like oh they have they're the fourth starter on the team, but it's just a garbage slate, and you know Jake Odorizzi is ten four, you know like and that, that it's not for those slates, and also it relies on the fact that to stack any of the higher total teams like they're all five k players like there's you don't get a twenty seven hundred dollar seventh hitter and a three k two k catcher so you can at least play you know three of the main hitters from it like it gets to the point where. Like in the past, where you well, I'm going to play the Astros. Well, good luck. You're going to have to play a cheap pitcher, yeah. right? Oh, and you can't play the Dodgers. You can't play the Yankees. You can't play the Red Sox, like because no one on the team is priced lower than like 4,200 or something. Even so though the, the, the bat long, right? So the point, the vomit stacks are. Oh, now I could play the highest end pitching that no one that plays any of those teams could play, yeah. and then I have to hope that the Detroit Tigers score seven runs today, like that. Yeah. Like that, that, because they're they're all priced under you know thirty five hundred. But I've seen before. I mean, before I left, I mean, every lineup would have you know, there'd be some twenty three hundred dollar players, twenty seven hundred dollar players, thirty two hundred dollar players that you could, unless you need to stack all five of the best hitters on the team, you could grab three, 
plus two cheapies or cheaper and, and still make a reasonable lineup in the rest of your slots anyway. So there's no need. There's no need to play a team with a 3.5 implied team total that's really, that's 16,000 as a stack. When you could spend 20,000 as a stack for a team that has a five and a half implied run total. Yeah, and it's multiple things here. So one, um, when I say the pricing has been bad, I mean that the pitchers have not been priced up enough. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Um, we're seeing slates where like, I thought Spencer Strider is a million dollars. Spencer Strider is one of the only pitchers who is a million dollars. Him and Jacob deGrom are the only pitchers that have hit over 12 K this year. I think maybe, maybe Garrett Cole hit it at some point earlier in the year, but so, so what pitchers aren't being priced up. I mean, I see Spencer Strider's price is ridiculous. Spencer Strider's price is ridiculous. But then after that, I mean, you have guys who will sometimes hit the 11 K range, but the problem is that you, the, the, the distribution and the spread is so wide that you end up almost every single slate having these $7,800, $7,900 pitchers who are always valuable. And, and so who the, should, but you're saying that these, these $7,500, $8,000 pitchers should really be $9,000, right, right. They should, they should be more expensive. It's like a thousand dollars. And, and the other part of that is that like, you you end up with not only those options, but then you also end up with multiple, right? So it's not like one, like usually people will key in on one and usually it's uh, it's a Blake Snell um, who who has strikeout upside, but he's had a lot of problems, right? So people will, will go 43, 45, 50% owned on that SB2. We saw it two days ago with Tristan McKenzie, I think he's like 50% owned or something. We saw it yesterday with Michael Kopech, he's 50% owned. And then you have yesterday on the same slate, Michael Kopech was 8,500. He was 53% owned. And then Taj Bradley was 8,300 and he was 5% owned. So not only do you have these misprices in pitchers where a lot of these mid-range pitchers are 500 to $1,000 too cheap, but you also have condensed chalk on one of them, which then allows you to have leverage gained through another SP2 that makes it so it doesn't even matter. Like yesterday, 
I had Schwarber. I had a Philly stack, but I was able to get away with it because I had Taj Bradley at 5% owned and I had uh, Paul Blackburn at like 4% owned or something. So it doesn't matter if I eat the chalk at, at hitter. Um, it's just it the, the pricing on pitchers has been low. And then you can pair that with you haven't really needed to go with the super expensive ch- stacks. Like the the hitter stacks, sure, there's San Diego that's really expensive. There's Philadelphia that's really expensive. Texas is really expensive. But you have teams like Milwaukee and St. Louis and Cincinnati and Kansas City. And like you, you have all of these different teams that have so much upside that pairing them with a high-end SP1 and a mid-range SP2 who is already too, expen- too cheap by about $1,000. And then you have this stack that is probably too cheap as an aggregate of about another 1500 maybe $2,000. You just haven't needed to spend up at bats all that much. You can because you have two pitchers in that eight $7,8500 range that you can get Texas, pretty much any slate. You can get Tampa Bay, pretty much any slate. But you don't need to because you have stacks that have stolen base upside. The, 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 the changes to the rules have made it so these mid-range stacks have been uh, as valuable because power is not as vital as it has been in seasons past. So the dynamics of the way that pricing has changed and the rule changes of offense in the offseason have made it so the top-end stacks are not as valuable and the top-end pitchers are not as expensive. And then also we're heading into the summer months. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see, you know, we're going to see ton, we're going to see a bunch of teams that have high team totals, right? We're going to see a bunch of games that are in the 90s that, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe the expensive stack puts up nine runs, but there may be like five teams on the slate that put up like eight, nine, ten runs. And you can't roster them all. So as long as you got points from somewhere, it'll be one of those slates where the winning lineup could have been one of four different stacks, depending on who you paired them with and that pitcher. So yeah, the vomit stacks aren't like they aren't they were my thing what three or four years ago. Just the salary dynamics, but back then DraftKings pricing was much more efficient. Mm-hmm. So going, you know, you didn't you didn't getting a Keel Badu leadoff 2400 and then Jamer Candelario at 2700 and you build this lineup and then you play like Jacob deGrom plus Spencer Strider lineup, you know, like that type of lineup. And like, you the don't thing need is People are still doing that, though. Who, who who's doing that? Quite a few. Really? The, the Tigers have been chalk multiple times in the last month. Really? Well, I've gone. Yeah. The Tigers have been chalk. The, it, it has been. Uh, there has been Spencer Torkelson chalk. There's been Riley Green. They, they people have stacked up the Tigers on regular slates. People are stacking Spencer up the White Torkelson Sox. Torkelson has been chalk. What? Yeah. What? Has there been what? what did, was he the only eligible first baseman? No. So people like said that I need to play that guy. Bro, I told you baseball is the easiest that it has been in years. <laughs> I wasn't kidding. I, I I think that people are playing absolutely terribly this year. Like the field is playing really badly this year. Big hitter asks the Philly has been terrible, but yesterday they faced Williams, but they've seen a lot with success. Oh, this starts the BVP. Oh, any okay? No, it doesn't. Any way to put on how often a team has seen a pitcher? That's something that to me, I you would have to ask Cardi, but I don't think it matters as much as people think it does. It's probably minimal. There was some there's some chatter. I mean, I, I I hear like I said, I think that there is something to be said about the mental aspect of sports that we can't measure in a projection system. 
right? I think that BVP for sure exists in some way. Uh, it's not measurable, but I do think that, you know, somebody like. Well, it's measurable. Maybe, it's in the, I mean, Cardi, you, I mean, there is a me me way of measuring that in the projection. I'm just saying how much weight it's probably very low. My stance is that you probably can't project it in a way that matters. Right. Like when, when it comes to things like these mental aspects, the, 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 the one example that I have is something like if two hitters have been in the league or two players have been in the league, you have uh, Miggy Cabrera and maybe uh, Carlos Hernandez or something like that. That These guys who have been in the league for a long time and face each other multiple times, whatever. Maybe there's something there where one of them is just not good at facing the other one. And there might be a mental aspect of that that you just can't measure. Um, but when it comes to things like that, trying to project it and trying to be so granular about things that may or may not exist or may or may not be consistent, you're better off just kind of not caring about it and looking at things that we know have signal. Um, with with something, somebody brought up yesterday that Taj Bradley, it was the second time that he faced the Red Sox in, I don't know, a couple of weeks or something like that. Like, oh, well, now the Red Sox are going to know what he likes to do more. And it's like, okay, well, you can have that stance, but Taj Bradley also now knows what the Red Sox want to do to try to hit the ball. Like, it, it, it creates this narrative where if you're looking at it that way, and if you're looking at these different kind of like mental things, people will will bend it towards the side that they already have a bias towards wanting to utilize. Um, so I, I just think that, that there's so many ways to go wrong with it, and there's so many ways to make the data say what you want to say when it comes to those kind of things that it's better to just avoid it. You know a better way to get a different view on a picture? How is that? By wearing a pair of shady rays. Oh. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays. Maybe not my friends. Maybe Roto-Grinders friends. I don't have any. I don't even know anyone over at Shady Rays. Our friends. Our, um, our associates. Right? I barely consider, James, I barely consider you a friend. I'm going to get all the people at Shady Rays to be friends. Right? Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. From the sun to the slopes. With premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that advertises on podcasts, so support them. That offer a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that you've worn. I don't wear sunglasses, but if I did, hey, if I had to choose to wear sunglasses, I'd maybe give a, give a shot at Shady Rays because they're durable frames and extremely clear optics. For outdoor adventures. I was in Alaska. I should have bought a pair for when I was in Alaska. Because what do you say? Like outdoor adventures. That's not me. That's the, obviously like me talking about out, outdoor adventures. Like when the only, I need to wear, wear Shady Rays for the, for the lights, for the, for the, my, my studio lights here for, for shows more than outdoor adventures. But, but uh, that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of their eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So when you get frustrated when Kyle Schwarber, <laughs> the second home run at 38% owned, and you're and you're outdoors, you're rafting, obviously you're out kayaking or something like that in the sun, and you get a you get a, a, a little notification. Kyle Schwarber jaw hit. The fish, the fish got it. You're out fishing. You're out fishing. You're, you're, you're out on the sun in the lake, right? You're fishing. 
Next thing you know, last place in the 121 because of Kyle Schwarber. And you take those sunglasses and you throw them in the lake. Well, Shady, just contact Shady Rays. They'll get you another pair. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us, they told us, they told Roto Grinders. They didn't tell me. No one personally contacts me. Why do they have me say this? They don't personally talk to me at all. Who would want to talk to me? I don't, I don't wear sunglasses. They told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Other than who you are, obviously. I mean, they're, they're going to ask something. They're going to ask something, James, right? Is it ever no questions? No questions about why you broke your pair or something like that. But they will. You Imagine I emailed, uh, just, just randomly emailed from a random. I set up a new Gmail account. And I just emailed them and I said, said, I send me a brand new pair. And they go, who are you? I said, I thought no questions asked, right? <laughs> Obviously, they're going to ask some questions, but not the questions that you think they're going to ask. Where are you, Shady Rays, with confidence? Because they have your back long after you purchase. So with Shady Rays, you could look good and feel good. Do you ever feel like, James, do you ever feel good in glasses? Does does it make you you wear glasses? I do. I actually love my glasses. Um, I think oh, so. That, they make you feel good. Yeah, they do make me feel good. What I think else they, do they do for you? I mean, they're, they're, they're an incredible accessory. I uh, I actually buy frames that match outfits that I usually wear, and I would do the same with a pair of shady rays. How does I, okay? Uh, maybe maybe I don't get fashion. How do frames match outfits? Well, I so my frames uh, are gold. And brown, they have some turtled on the on the back, uh, and they match outfits because typically what I wear are whites and khakis and some blacks. So gold goes well with. Okay, so the color, the color of the frame, but like the style style of frame, like well, and, curvatures is a like square. Does right? Does that, does that matter? Uh, it does. It depends on what kind of outfits you like to wear and what kind of persona you prefer to to have. Um, okay, so okay, so James, I like I like to, to wear basketball shorts. Uh huh. Or pajamas uh-huh. and a t-shirt and a hat yeah. and black sneakers, sometimes with no socks because I just don't even bother putting them on. Mm-hmm. What's what's the perfect glasses for me? Probably some grandpa frames. <laughs> uh those really like droopy with the with the like flat brim top. Um in like just matte black, I think would probably work pretty well for me. Okay, so but it also has to match it. It has to match your jewelry. That's the biggest thing. I have, I wear no jewelry. Right, so that's matte black for you. Yeah. Okay. I I only wear gold. I wear gold and onyx. Uh, when I do wear my jewelry. Now so, now you're getting 10k all the time. You should be upgrading. <laughs> I'm actually gonna buy some new jewelry before the live final for sure. <laughs> you gotta look good, right? I do. It's important. Yeah, I, I have to know, look good. DFS players don't look good. You gotta look like she woke up. No, no, no. Well, that, that's why it'll be so easy for me to best, be the best per- looking person there when I win a million dollars. Um, it'll be pretty nice. I'm, I'm excited for live final. Like I said, though, I am super feast or famine, so I'm very excited to go and either win a million dollars or just look like a total ass. Uh, James, like. if you win the live final, will you donate some of your money to charity? Of course. Yeah. I, every time that I have a big hit, um, I donate to Charity Water. Well, well Shady Rays does also. Oh, today awesome. they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding America. That's so if awesome. you don't if you don't love these, it seems like so much of this is get these get these glasses, right? These shady rays, independent sunglasses. And like it seems like half of the sales pitches, trust us, you'll like it. If you don't, don't worry. Don't worry. You can send it back and get so you get your money back. No, 
some questions asked, but not the questions that you think you're going to be asked, right? Because they're going to ask who you are. They're going to ask, right? So there's no risk. The team has your back. You can return them free within 30 days, okay? So exclusively for Roto-Grinders listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year until they have another deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code Roto-Grinders for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You got 50% off of two. You got to do some math here. Now, since you're on the DFS pregame show, you shouldn't be able to do that math, okay? <laughs> right? You should you should you 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 should be, be much better at math on these shows. If you love what you're watching Dean on Grinders Live, 50% off of two pairs, too much math for, for those people uh, on Grinders Live, but you should be able to do it. So try for yourself the shades that are raised five stars by over 200,000 people. So they're high, they're 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 very high owned, right? They're the chalk, they're the chalk sunglasses. So like, you know, if, and this is, and essentially your, 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 your eyewear for, 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 for the sun right. is, is a cash game. So you, you gotta, you gotta play the chalk, right? You gotta play the high owned chalk when it comes to eyewear. Shadyrays.com. Use the promo code RotoGrinders. Do you Beautiful. think that's the, do you think that's the ad read that, that cancels the sponsorship? <laughs> Do you think that the or do you think it's the opposite? It's like, oh no, no, you didn't just boringly just go through and just read stuff that's on a shit. I, I thought that our banter in the middle of it was helpful. I I I, I was under the impression you didn't realize the ad read was still on. I uh no, I I kind of figured that's where we were going. Okay, you just started talking about the live final. I was like, like I got I gotta I gotta segue this back somehow. No, no, I knew, I knew what we were doing. I just needed to add a little flavor. You know, it's important. Oh, okay. Like, so you added the so boring. James you know? McCool flavor. They got it. Yeah. Got it. Got to put in your humble brags into the ad read. It's important. Otherwise, people what people are going to hear the the key terms million dollars, looking the best at the event. You know, people are going to want to buy those things now. Maybe maybe Shady Rays will hear you and go like, dude, you're going to the live final. Here's a pair of Shady Rays. Man, wouldn't that be sick? Let's let's get a Pater and Shady Rays partnership. We can get the Pater logo directly on the middle of your eyeballs. Oh, you're right. You need frames. You need custom frames. I do. I do. That would be cool, actually. That'd be really cool. Right. That's what you're going to do. What, what's first place at the live final? A million, million bucks. bucks. Million okay. Bucks. So there you go. Chaos structure is really flat out, actually, which is nice. Right. Yeah. Other other than the qualifiers. Other than, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, I took third in another qualifier while, uh, like three days later or something. Um, and I was I was thinking about it and I'm like, do I even really want another seat? Because I think I suck at building multiple lineups. Right. So don't don't even bother. Take right. your take your you got you're you're in, you're qualified, you don't have to spend any more money, you're done. Right. Yeah. And so many people, so many people use so much getting a ticket that like the monetary value of it is just a, a misnomer at that point. It doesn't even matter. Um and another thing you could, another thing, James, you could do is if uh, you go for more more seats, is sell your action. I and that would that would be the plan. Very likely, would just be to sell that, sell the equity. Actually, what I what I wanted to do was get another ticket and then use it as like a community ticket, and whatever the winnings were from the second ticket would just go to. Uh, well, then you have to go with this is my real ticket. This is my lineup. That's that's the community lineup. It just it should be all everything is all together. Well, yeah. If I was going to sell, I could do both. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, you sell your action. So, like, for instance, it's like, like, if you're gonna spend X amount of dollars qualifying for a sec, even a second or third seat, 
Yeah. You sell 10%, you know, you know, 10% is X amount of dollars or whatever like that. Then someone pays for that. And if you never, if you never, you know, you don't qualify, you know, from it, you know, you don't get the equity, you know, like, yeah. like that's, that's the point. Point. Right. I mean, that's done, that's done all over the place in DFS. But. Yeah, I know this. I know. I know. We've talked about that before. We, we've talked about equity swapping because people didn't know what it was. We talked about right. that on the show. Would I, would I buy equity? Would, would you charge me a markup? For you? No, no, well, I wouldn't pay a mark. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if you charge a markup. I'm like, there's no reason that I was gonna. Anyone... I was gonna say yes anyway. So. <laughs> right, right. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, was I don't even. That. I don't. I've never. I've never bought a piece of anyone. So like, I don't think I'm gonna start now. <laughs> I've only bought. I've only bought for like twice, and, and it was friends. Like it wasn't even people who like. Well, I could see swappings. Like if I had a ticket, if I cared about live finals yeah. and. I've, I've swapped and, a couple times, yeah. And, right, and, I'd be uh, like, okay, let's swap ten percent, twenty percent, something like. Okay, yeah. I didn't. I should have done that for King of the Pitch. Yeah, you should have, because right. you got wrecked, dude. Four four tickets didn't even come in the top half. Yeah, that's right. And what, what's the hey? What's the difference between that and coming in? Well, I mean, like, it's it, it was a it was a really ch- the the chalk hit really hard though, right? Like you just probably weren't on it. Yeah, yeah, basically an Arsenal stack, and then Moneyball. Played like the same lineup seven times. Oh, that sucks. Okay, yeah, that's hard. Like the same lineup and like with a two v two with an Arsenal stack, and he yeah. came in six of the top ten spots. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So yeah, so that's is what it is. It is. It is what it is. I still have a second. I still have a third in seven years. So I mean, that's not a bad track record, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't sell. I mean, I could have sold equity or swapped it. Like I could have. I probably. Could like with like Ryan, like Belanger, yeah, who's one of the top soccer players. Then we do the, the soccer podcast on another site. Uh, I probably could have swapped something. Now he had he had oh, what he had nine entries, yeah, or eight entries or something like that. Like it would have been obviously not an equal swap, right? I get five percent of him, he gets ten percent of me or something like that. Uh, could have done that. Um, I don't know if the it wouldn't have changed that much, but yeah. It wouldn't have been me getting. I mean, it was six hundred dollar minimum payout, and I already got those. Yeah, like I just okay. Well, there's my tickets. Bye bye. No. But the difference between see the thing is the payout structure in that contest is that like a uh, hundred, a hundred and first to two hundredth place all pay the same amount. Mm. Right, six hundred bucks, and then fifty first to a hundredth pay eight hundred bucks. So it's only a two hundred dollar difference between coming in the top one hundred or coming in the top one fifty. So yeah. like, it if you come in the top one, that's essentially like not like, dude, you have to come in the top twenty five percent to even get much more than what you have. So I'm I'm fine. I'm fine having one of my entries coming like seventh to last place. Yeah. The uh... as 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 contrarian, like the, I don't want that right. to be the chalky lineup. Like to yeah. be like, okay, I'm going to pair these two teams that, and and get, end up getting you know four or five players that have two goal upside at like ten, five to ten percent ownership. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, this could have easily been the winner. No, it wasn't. But it could have been. But it could the, have been. Uh, the payout for the live final is million to first, six hundred thousand to second, four hundred thousand to third, three hundred to fourth, two hundred to fifth. And then 150 to sixth, 
and then 100,000 for seventh and eighth. It's really flat. So the well, I, while I will probably still play very similarly to the way that I play just every other time, um, I do think that I will likely need to be a little bit more conservative because of how flat this payout structure is. Right. Like top top 50th percentile is another 10 grand on top of the payout. It's, it's another 33%. So the the payout structure there and that's that's you know a conversation that is really important to have is is understanding the the contest dynamics and the payout structure of the tournament that you're in managing the the expected value for something like that is so much different than managing the expected value of even like the 88 or the 250 on a regular day um even like the 888 today i think is 100k to first and like 5k or something to 10th or like just like a drastic difference right so the expected value and the way to measure that out is really important. So just just some notes on on payout structures and thinking about that kind of stuff. Most people don't think about it enough. Well, they should think about it. And we talk about it. The Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, 15-hour audio DFS masterclass, as well as the Theory of DFS for advanced players, which includes James's custom Excel tools that you could use for efficiency and accuracy. James. People could find you, Pater underscore DFS. And obviously, if they want to, if they want to win exactly ten thousand dollars, right? Yep. Anytime they want, yep. they can go to paterdfs.com, right? Yeah, you can go to paterdfs.com and learn how to place either literally first or last in any GPP that you play. Um I I've like I said, I think the baseball has been extremely profitable this year. Uh always happy to welcome for you for you maybe and, not and for everyone for you community there i have seen a lot of people have a lot of success i think I'm have, have, james in the past three weeks uh-huh. i've not won a thing in mlb well that's because you have not played a thing in mlb it's true true <laughs> i haven't lost technically you're having a much better season than a lot of people <laughs> I, i'm having james i'm having a, i had a much better may than than april Right, yeah, there you April, go. I lost money, right? Hey, <laughs> I, I didn't really didn't, didn't really really didn't have much to do because yeah. I couldn't play. But uh yeah, you can find me paterdfs.com or pater underscore dfs and uh you know always ask questions. I'm happy to ask, answer questions whenever I can. Right. And you could ask questions here. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. You can send them in. I, I still have I have plenty in my in my queue that I'll be covering. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all the all the time, right? Give me that thummy thumbs. Give me the thummy thumbs in the morning. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We've got a whole ton of shows on the YouTube channel, right? Whole whole ton of shows. Uh, we got baseball. We got playoff basketball playoffs. We got golf, MMA. We got more MMA this weekend. So tune in to all of that. And subscribe to Rotogreen as I join the Discord. You can ask me questions there. I'm doing a, I do two or three times a month. I do a private group coaching on Zoom. That's only for Rotogrinders Premium members. So join Rotogrinders. Click on that link in the description. Get 10% off your first month. Join the Discord. Join the Blenders Game Theory channel. And that's pretty much that's that's the best. That's where you get the best place to get in touch with me, right? Instead of Twitter DMs or email. Like just go in there and I'll talk to anyone about anything, right? Answer your questions like I always do here as well. I'm I'm all over the place, right? I'm here. 
I'm back. Right. No more vacations. Not until not until Labor Day. I'll be going up to Chicago uh, Labor Day weekend. So but until then, I I, I think you're not going to occasional off day for for a doctor's appointment or something. But I'll be here. Right. I'm not dead. Right. I didn't get many DMs of are you dead? Is the show over? Is Ro- Did Roto Grinders fire you? Didn't get much of that because people listen. Right. Did, I got a good audience on the show. Smart people that pay attention. And ask questions about DFS strategy that I answer Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.